recording. Hey, you're listening to Real Movies with Real Men, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. It's not about how hard you you hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving <laughs> forward. No matter how many unnecessary, completely uninspired sequels, I just keep moving forward. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Andy. With me as always. Please hit him as hard as you can the next time you see him. <laughs> Muller. I've been trying to get you to do some mull sense forever. Andy hates doing them, but some I'm mul-sense? so glad. Some accents. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, terrible. Some acmals. <laughs> and joining us today, also unnecessary and completely uninspired, back again, Snitchard. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Have I ever told you about what a Mueller family reunion is like? Uh, well, I mean, I can imagine. I almost don't want you what to do you, tell yeah, me. What, what, what do, do you think? <laughs> have you... I wasn't intending for this discussion to get so interesting so quickly, have but you, now I want to Have you ever watched uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Do you remember the McPoyle family? The crow. No. The McPoyle, they're like those weirdo guys that are always like super sweaty in like bathrobes, and they have like a whole like... A whole like huge family heritage of like just weird hillbillies. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> that's that. That's what I imagine is the McPoyle family from uh, It's Always Sunny. I guess that doesn't mean it's much like to a it's like a Mueller Mueller. Oh, they're like just a, a bunch of like real weirdos in like in like the most awkward sense of just a of bunch of weird. real greasy fellows, <laughs> a bunch of greasy oily uh, stranglers. Yeah. Um, so this is what it's like going to a Mueller family reunion. So first of all, we pay $50 and we rent this hall out in Rosedale, which is basically the middle of nowhere in, in, in the country. And yeah. we've rented the hall for 50 years every, every Christmas to have our family gathering. So I've, kinda, I, I've just ducked out of these for, for the last few years. Like I just kind of pop by for a half an hour because it's really weird and a lot of my family is quite bizarre. And uh, I mean, they're, they're kind of cool too yeah, think, in, a, in, a, you, in a bizarre way, way. Didn't you, when we recorded the episode with Asterios, didn't you have to like, I had to go to leave. There was so much like technical difficulties with that that you probably. I think you just bailed completely. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so so this one I committed though. Immediately, I get there and my aunt. One of my aunts says to me, "Hey, can you shout to everyone to shut the hell up? Because we're trying to get them to. You know, we're trying to make announcements or do whatever for whatever. So then I yell at everyone." Immediately, next aunt. Hey, can you stop talking so loud? Uh, I'm sick here and I've got a headache. And uh, this, and this it, is great. And I'm like, okay, yeah. This is yeah. the McPoyle family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's incredible. Me, yeah, I'm just like, okay, okay. No, don't. Okay, I'm actually sick here. Wear some fucking earplugs or something. Like you're walking into the noisiest. This. A, a Mueller family reunion. This is actually my I don't mom's think I've side. I've never been so, not, so sick that I can't have, like, I can't handle someone yelling. I guess if you have a raging headache, you shouldn't go out if you're that sick. If you're that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting you other people sick. <laughs> this is this family reunion. This yearly one I have. This one in particular at the hall. It is the it is louder than a, a stadium uh, rock it's a bunch concert. Of trying to talk All, everybody, each other. yeah, yeah you've got you've got <laughs> 80, 80 people in a hall meant for thirty, all trying to talk over each other, and as it gets louder, every it just single keeps... one of them has ADD. <laughs> yeah, like really, and uh, and it's can you just keep it down here? And it's what what where do you think you are it just it just reminded us like man this is what it was like when i participated in these in these events a lot yeah. more and uh, it was pretty pretty wonderful time so before you get going too oh, hard, man uh 
you, I wasn't on the last episode, as anyone, a regular listener, might have uh, noticed. But Finally. You really fucked up. You missed all these things, but you never, you didn't refer to him pointing over to my left here as Snitchard. You kept Did you just call him Snitchard in your intro? I believe I did. Yeah. Did you? He did. you have me all I, I was, I was hoping that you would have forgotten. Because that, would have off been, my that would make now. me look terrible. I hope I did. It just mulls off my back. <laughs> no boomer. No snitchered story. You let both Dave and Snitchard on in the same episode. <laughs> um, but I got a good snitchered story to make up for it here, I think. Uh, I, I, I just remembered this one the other day. And every now and then I'll be at work. Like, I have a pretty mindless job at times so my mind just wanders and this one just had me like laughing like an idiot to myself <laughs> i don't know if it's that great of a story but i it's, it's just again i'm just in like the middle of my work just just laughing there's no one else around me probably just looking like a fucking mental patient um do you remember the time that you tried to jump tanya's car <laughs> <laughs> Only kind of. So I think we were at the 7-Eleven parking lot. Uh, yeah. And much like my brother, like especially at the time, like I, I would always be trying to get you to do stupid stuff. Like just say, oh, hey, Richard, you should try and do this. Like <laughs> whether or not thinking you would actually try and do it. And I, I don't remember exactly what I like dared or requested. I was like, I bet you can't jump like the, the trunk of Tanya's car. It's like a, like a sedan, like a typical little shitty trunk. I think, I think in my mind, I was expecting him to do like almost like a Dukes of Hazard style. Slide like, across. Slide across it. Like, I don't remember exactly what my intention was by asking him to do it. Because this isn't my car that I'm putting at risk, <laughs> mind you. This is someone else's car. Uh, so then, you, of course, you, you're just like, yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll go at it. So again, in my mind, and I think most people would be thinking of, yeah, like the Dukes of Hazard or, or whatever. Like, it's not a huge, like, uh, trunk. Like, it's not, like, you, you could jump that you high. didn't expect that you're a high jumper. <laughs> yeah. But it was the way you tried to jump. It wasn't like a Dukes of Hazard. It wasn't like lifting both your knees up. It was like a, a hurdle. It was like a Super Mario style. <laughs> With like his legs parted and his arm up. So he's got he's got ninety degree angles at, yeah. at both of his bottom legs like a swastika. And yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly like, like that. Like he's doing a, like he's doing a lunge on the floor where you lower one knee <laughs> yes. and the other knee is exactly. at a full yeah. ninety yeah, degree angle lunge. up. <laughs> and, and the arms are doing the same thing with one arm behind and one arm in front. Like the, did I make it? The worst no. The worst way to attempt such a jump. That's such a weird way to jump. So his first leg actually his first leg actually clears it, but his knee, like his his back leg, his knee did not clear it. He just, <laughs> he just rammed his knee so hard into the side of her car that it dented the side of her car. And he just tumbled right over the trunk. The funniest fucking thing. It's just the uh, dumbest like execution to forgot try to do all that. about that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so that's another example that's of what a, we're dealing with. A good snitchered story did yeah, he tell good. on himself and now and well, then have I to mean, pay for the damage. I mean, she was there, so. <laughs> she saw. I imagine she should be equally as mad at me as, as Richard. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't don't. be held responsible for that. <laughs> so uh, I had a fan write into the show. Uh, so a while back, that one of the, the boomer that I brought in, 
um, was uh, they wear these awful T-shirts. Oh, Jesus, uh, with, with, that was... With, yeah, I was going to... Okay. With, <laughs> maybe you should write into the show, Snitcher. <laughs> I was to say, was it Snitcher you, that wrote yeah, it? Yeah, you can snitch on all these baby boomers from wearing one. So so he's been sending me a bunch of these over, over the last while. Oh, no. So I got, some, I got some baby boomer. They're all forklift-related baby boomer oh, T-shirts. That, 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 I was just thinking how they always wear t-shirts from places they've never been oh yeah andy brought andy brought that in already it's <laughs> one of the first no though i said places that they like they had been like like to yeah sure to, or they'll get you that shirt they're yeah. like hey, i went to this They'll place like, that got you this shirt mexico. i haven't been I mean, there we're just retreading old yeah, yeah. Like mexico and a picture of a, an iguana yeah, yeah, I don't want that. i've never been there wearing a sombrero <laughs> don't worry i've already covered that one That's okay got so, it. so i got some i got some real fan content here so uh here's it here's some t-shirts for you I hate being sexy, but I'm a forklift operator, so I can't help it. Mm. You know what I think it is? I had, <laughs> that's the, that is the baby boomer sound oh. right there. I had, oh. you know, like, I had a few coworkers like that on their Facebook. They would post like stuff like this, and I think what it is is it's just like some generic like T-shirt site that just does like whatever a little search for where you where where you've posted where you work or what you do or whatever, and they just copy and paste like whatever. Yeah. Like, don't sure. mess with me. I'm a Hairdresser, yeah, 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 yeah totally. I'm, I'm a forklift operator, and it's just like they think it's so unique. Like, like that's a thing. Like, don't mess with me. I work at this place. I was about to say the place I work, but I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, and they think it's like, oh, it must be this thing. Like, oh, I didn't know that it was, that, that our work was. Yeah, I didn't know thing. our work was a meme but, in the culture. Uh, <laughs> no, they're just taking data from your profile and copy and pasting uh. it into a shirt that they can print on the go. Well, this is some real in the wild boomer T-shirts that I, that I've been sent here because yeah, because yeah. uh, Alex uh, he I think he sees a lot of this stuff. So oh, this wasn't like a Google image search. This was no, like, yeah, I, these are ah. these look like these looked like some images he was sending me. You know, uh, so, you wild know, boomer. So yeah, wild boomer in the wild appeared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got, yeah, more. So, so this one was a really weird one. Um, it's another forklift operator. These are all forklift operator shirts. But it had the Game of Thrones font uh -huh. to, to type it. So the O's have like three little li vertical lines in the middle yeah. uh, for some reason. So it says, forklift operator, that's what I do. I move stuff and know things. I don't, is that, uh, is it, that a it, joke? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I mean that's what these t that's why these t-shirts are so bad. That's why these boomers are such pieces of shit because these, they're they're these non-joke jokes. It's like uh, I I posted on my Facebook about those demotivational posters I found t from ten years ago when I would be on Stumble Upon, yeah. you know, a seventeen or fifteen-year-old version. I don't even know how old I was at this time, and I just saved. Wait. I just saved them in this. So this it, was like six months ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ten years ago. Ten so years that was ago, six months no ago. <laughs> That's a good uh, inversion of that. Um, no, uh, and and it's like the jokes on these on these demotivational posters. They're not even jokes. Like it's like a a picture of an X-ray of a foot in someone's butt. Yeah, you shared you shared the picture, and like I was looking at it, and like thinking, like, was this a thing? Like, I, like, I don't remember ever being like, oh, these are great. Like, it is weird to think of you sitting there just like slapping your knee. Yes, yeah. and, and I was slapping <laughs> like, my I don't knee. Even laughing. Remember these being like a thing? Or it's like a picture of a a guy dressed as an orc in Lord of the Rings with a little kid crying, looking at him. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what you probably and, and he's just terrified. And I thought, and I, and this is this is hilarious. Like, I mean, so I guess a, a baby boomer is basically just a, a fifteen-year-old kid who's just discovered the internet. 
That's that. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Maybe yeah, right. that's what it is, is they're yeah, just is. discovering they, the Internet. Because, right. because their understanding of technology and the Internet didn't didn't progress any further than that. Like, right. That, oh, that's man. totally what it is. So the humor that goes along with it naturally didn't progress either. That's totally bizarre. And then I and then I posted this uh, is a deep dive analysis we just did. Yeah. Yeah. We really figured it out. We really figured it out. We figured out boomers. And then um. And then today the memes I post are N64 controllers full of pork and beans inside. Mm. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how my humor is advanced uh, quite a bit. No, um, I really want you to look at this, uh, Richard. You got to, Snitchard, you got you to look at this, uh, this Game of Thrones font forklift operator. <laughs> that's what I do. I stuff and I know things. Yeah, I, I, but, it, but it's all just Game of Thrones styled for no oh, reason. Because and that's, no- a, that's a Game of Thrones quote. Sort of. Obviously, not I, the I move stuff and I know things. Uh, that, that, oh that's man, when, I when, thought it was just random. That's when Tyrion Lannister Get says, "Like that's here. what I do. I drink and I know things." On to the next forklift <laughs> operator shirt. Uh, I try to be a nice person, but sometimes my mouth won't cooperate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are They're what the fuck is with asses. old men wearing sassy t-shirts? You know what it reminds me. What the fuck is wrong with you if you're wearing a sassy t-shirt? You're a fucking woman. Do you remember? Woman now? This might be a dated reference, but when I was in middle school, there was that clothing shop that, <laughs> that was, was six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bit. You stay away from it. <laughs> um, when I was in middle school, that clothing shop—I don't even know if it's still there—a thing, a bootlegger. Which, yeah. yeah, is that, that still, still a place? I don't yeah. know if it's still a thing. But, but they used to have like those like novelty, edgy teenager yeah. like shirts. Be like like anything Spencer's would have, I guess. Yeah, be like, don't mess with me. I'm 13 and blonde or something. Something stupid, like, stupid <laughs> shit like that. Don't mess with or they me. would I'm... have like this. This is like way, this is like way before emojis were a thing. But there was always like the sweatshirts that had like a smiley, like a flaming smiley face on it. Sure. Shit. Yeah. That's oh, what these man. shirts remind me of. That's it, these are those shirts, but for boomers. That's yeah, yeah. Well, the, fork yeah. forklift operator. <laughs> why? Why do they also always start with forklift operator? I, I guess you're right. Yeah, they just put in whatever. Yeah. Uh, Superstore p- shipping and packaging. <sighs> yeah. uh, my sense of humor may hurt your feelings or offend you. I suggest you buckle up, Butter, because I, I change oh, for no one. Oh, they totally long. see the shirt online and think like, oh, cool, it's a thing. I'm part of this <laughs> thing. It's like, no, this company is just I printing have meaning these, in my life. Taking the data and then printing like on the fly. <laughs> That's all it is. I was able to make a really, I think in that episode, I made a real good connection between the, the middle-aged wine women who just lo- who just love wine and talk yeah. about drinking wine all the time? Like there, it's very similar to that baby boomer humor. Um, we got a T-shirt that says "Hallow Wine" on it yeah. with mm-hmm. with a spooky font, and then we have uh, "It's Wine O'Clock," and here's and here's your middle aged woman starter pack. So my diet plan: make all my friends cupcakes. The fatter they get, the thinner I look. Oh. oh. Um, or, or as soon as you find the four leaf clover, share it for good luck so that everyone gets a four leaf clover uh, take a picture and, and uh, share it. It's hard to even hear you regurgitate this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Well, you gotta it's be so caref- careful with how many of these you read. Yeah. Uh, when a woman says what, it's not because she didn't hear you. She's giving you a chance to change what you said. That's you, not so bad. you idiot man. What an what an <laughs> idiot, man! <laughs> God, yeah, middle-aged women are the new baby boomers, man. No, so they're not as 
bad. Thank you, know, you. Thank you, Alex. It's just the result of what happens of being like, you know, in my 30s, like I just stayed at home raising the kids and now the kids are gone. So I just drink wine and make jokes about it, I guess. Oh, I'm an it's alcoholic and it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like, is that what it is? Is it just a way to feel better about being an, being an like, alcoholic? Like it's a way to make your bad habit yep. seem... I th <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, I think it's part of like an empty nest syndrome sort of thing. I think it's something that comes along with that. Uh, okay. Well, you don't have an empty nest at 35. <laughs> no, like. I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying after 35. You're saying middle-aged. 35 isn't middle-aged. Isn't like 45? Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's a bit older than that. Okay, anyways. So thanks, Alex, for all those in-the-wild boomer and, uh, and middle-aged <laughs> women t-shirts. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, thank really, you. really big <laughs> thanks, fan asshole. of that. I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> yeah, you really, really, really made this show a lot better. Um, so I have an important announcement to make. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm officially announcing my retirement from inflammatory social media issues. I don't believe I don't believe this. <laughs> Gender pronouns. Is this going to be like a Rocky retirement? For, <laughs> <laughs> you're back the next movie. Uh, out of retirement. Gillette yeah. ads. Uh, uh -huh. What uh, what other controversies have we have we seen recently? Well, there's like there's a bunch. Uh, Colin Cap uh, Nike ads. All yeah. sorts. All the corporate ads. Sure. They've all become too commercialized, all these inflammatory social media You're issues. You're sticking to grassroots <laughs> issues yeah. now. Yes, this is, this, this, is, this, this has just been packaged and fed to you. They're the most milk toast. This is oddly true. E easy. Like you're saying this with a snarky tone in your voice, but this could actually just be truthful. Easy to digest. It's like once your parents are on board with these issues, they're dead. You want to stick to the issues that nobody knows about. Yeah, well, I want to... Real indie issues. Yeah, I want to... <laughs> Listen, I want Rocks. the issues... Does anybody care? Before they... These are... These are all mainstream inflammatory issues now. I'm done with it. It was uh -huh. great when I was arguing with my peers and all of these city Vancouver people who are going to tell me that I better be more compassionate or else they're going to get Antifa to come and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I deserve it for using, for using the wrong pronouns. Um, by the way, that's never happened. Like, if you get yeah. into a conversation, they're like, call me this name. Okay, I mean... I'm not going to be a jerk. That conversation never... That doesn't happen. The odds of running into a trans person, especially in our town, are so fucking low. You're never having that conversation. Well, you know, they're increasing every day. But, yeah, it's not cool anymore, man. It's just a disruption. I just... I see... Like, I saw this new Gillette ad thing, and my first thought... I didn't even have to temper myself with discipline. My very first thought is... I just don't even want to post anything about this. Yeah. It's already... Like, You're like five years behind where I was. Yeah. Like, I, remember, I remember getting... Well, I am five years younger than you, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. You I just know. remember getting in a few of those style arguments and being like, I just gained nothing out of this. I just wasted my time. I went to bed annoyed. And then, I, and then like, you start to get engaged in the argument, and then you like, then you stop caring because it's just still going. You're like, oh, fuck, but I got to keep going because this idiot is saying this dumb shit. And now you're stuck in this argument that you don't even care about anymore. I've been disengaged for like a decade. <laughs> I I've been disengaged since I, before yeah. I was born. I don't completely disengage, but I only ever comment in a way where I'm just making fun of it. Yeah. I never actually like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna comedy. argue with this person. <laughs> Richard, you're, you, I was never even engaged. Never just be, so just before this episode, we were we tuned in live to Donald Trump's Address of the Nation. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably the fun, <laughs> one of the funniest things he He's ever said so far. This is this is some fresh content. Literally a half an hour ago, we were watching this 
live on YouTube. By the way, weird that national emergency addresses to the nation are on YouTube now. I mean, that's not that it makes sense, it but it is weird. Yeah, is it said emergency? emergency broadcast. What was the emergency? I, it said, I don't know. I, I didn't care. I only a lot. <laughs> I, I tuned in for literally 30 seconds. <laughs> Godzilla's attacking. I tuned in for 30 seconds, and he goes, People tell me that I didn't get a standing ovation, but that's because they were already standing. <laughs> that's the fucking. I don't care who you are, how much you love or hate Trump. That's the best goddamn response to that ever. <laughs> he could not have answered that better. That that's the kind of thing that would make me vote for him. Those, it doesn't those make kind of responses. That's does, gold. It doesn't make any sense, and it makes complete <laughs> yes. sense at the yeah. same time. Um, anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm done with this. I got. I got no more. I, I, I got this no more time. Retirement. No more patience for any of this. This is my re retirement from social media issues. Uh, once and for all, I'm out of the game. I got brain damage from you can't, you can't. from doing this, and yeah. I can't take any more. I signed over my state of uh, <laughs> yeah, my uh, my power, my of, power attorney. of attorney. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of power attorney, uh, why don't you guys sign over your power of attorney to Real Movies with Real Men, and then we'll sign uh, your name. On to our new petition. So uh, we're gonna flipping it up a little bit before we get to our movie. Our I got a, I got an ad. I got an ad read for uh, oh, wow. for an important petition. Early. So, um, <clears throat> America was built on a foundation of freedom from tyrannical governments, and it was built on the liberty of the individual. Nothing can better symbolize this than the Statue of Liberty. This 150-foot-tall copper statue was designed by French sculptor Frédéric-Auguste Bartoli and given to America as a gift from the French. But the foundation of America is a Why dated... Why did they do that? It was a gift after it, World it, War II. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, For no, liberating it, France. It, it, oh, it, it was okay, in 1880, cool. so I'm just I don't making facts. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think... I don't it think sounded good. It was I, thought, like eight, I thought it was for liberating them. No, it's because America stands on a foundation of liberty of the individual, and no, it I, symbolizes I, I, I that. I get that. I'm just, why was French be like, hey, I like your liberty. I'm going to give you this liberty. Maybe we had better relations then. But the foundation of America is a dated patriarchal concept. Everyone's lives are getting better and better, and with better lives means we're a lot more sensitive, which means that the freedom of others is now a real annoyance. That's why you should sign yeah, our liberty. <laughs> we don't need you we don't anymore. Need, that's why you should sign the petition to erect a newer, taller statue of inclusion, standing at one thousand feet tall, directly behind the Statue of Liberty, foot raised over the yeah. Statue. Of <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's directly behind and, and on top over the Statue of Liberty, the Statue of Inclusion. Now, when the Statue of Liberty was erected, it was said that the torch that uh, the, the, the statue bears is a stream of light that shall pierce the darkness, darkness of ignorance and man's oppression until liberty enlightens the world. But the new statue of inclusion will not hold a torch, but a hammer and sickle to bring down the unfair patriarchy that's oppressed women and minorities for generations. And I have a sneak peek just for real movies, real men listeners. So with the design of the statue of, of uh, inclusion, upon revealing it on, on the day of launch, the hammer is actually the, a functional robotic piece. Um, so... 
when we go to, uh, you know, you unveil the statue, right? Then this non-binary statue of, of, <laughs> of inclusion will slam its hammer down into Lady Statue of Liberty's head, crushing the oppressive structure <laughs> into dust. <laughs> Get online, tell your friends on Jezebel.com. Next time you're hashtag me tooing someone, be sure to include a plug for the new Statue of Inclusion. Go online, statueofinclusion.com slash realmoviesrealmen. There's a $5 off coupon for you to sign the petition. You got to support this very important, uh, very important uh, petition to sign. Do you think that the statue... Of inclusion, like it won't be. You said it's non-binary, so it's not like a man or a woman. Do you think it's just a big worm because worms are all hermaphrodites? <laughs> it's a secret part of the plans that they haven't unre- unveiled to us yet. Okay. Well, that's my speculation, I guess. Yeah, and um, instead of the French, uh, a French um, nation uh, designing it, um, it's actually going to be uh, upper up, you know, an executive official uh, architect. Uh, in the Chinese government oh. designing this one. So um, anyways, there, uh, hope there we got our ad money. So why don't we get on to our most hated movie ever of the week? <laughs> I love making you do that. Anyway. <laughs> it's been at least 10 episodes that I've been doing that I'm alone. Not old. Um, so our most hated movie ever this week is the Rocky franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think, so we did... For New Year's, which is a while ago. We had to delay this episode a bit because of my illness. Um, too much semen in that throat. Way That's too much. What I've heard. Perhaps not enough. Did you guys hear about that guy who injected semen into his arm to cure his back pain? Well, no. Yeah, I did hear about <laughs> this. He was doing it for 18 months straight every month, taking a syringe and injecting his own semen into his arm. What made him, did it say what, what, like what made him think that that would no. work? He just, decided, right, <laughs> he just went for it. He just thought it up. <laughs> Maybe he read that. Scene. He only got sick from, I believe it was the dirty needle. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. he kept, you don't reuse the semen needle. God, <laughs> no. Well, he did. Real gross. Maybe he read that, uh, that book that has the semen-based recipes on it. Oh. <laughs> it's a cookbook. Oh. Wow, this sidetracked quickly. And you well, can, I went anyway. from Rocky to <laughs> we're talking about semen-based recipes. <laughs> well, apparently it's real healthy for you. So maybe, it's like caviar. Maybe he made the connection. He's like, oh, this cookbook, it's really healthy for you to eat semen. Oh. And, uh, see, semen is not only nutrition nutritious but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties like fine wine and cheeses the taste of semen is complex and dynamic semen is inexpensive to produce and is commonly available in many if not most homes and restaurants (laughs) you're you're welcome ladies so maybe he read this obviously satirical cookbook and he thought oh man semen was good for you maybe i'll just yeah. But why wouldn't he inject it into his back instead of his arm? This is a great fucking question. Yeah, like, I, 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 mean, I read the article and I just came out with more questions. If that's your answers. logic, if, if the logic is, oh, well, uh, you know, semen's good for you, so I might as the well just inject it. The semen will go where it's needed. Yeah, yeah well, once it, <laughs> they're used to it. Yeah, you're right. It is more questions than, <laughs> than answers that this story brings. Anyways. So anyway, New Year's, uh, we decided to do a Rocky Marathon. We started a little bit late, so we didn't get through all of it that night. But We only got through four of the eight Rocky movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only intended to do the Rocky movies. Yeah. We didn't, I, I have no one. Rocky 1 through 5 and, and Rocky 6, which is called Rocky Balboa, which yeah. is a remake from 2005 or 6 or something like you that. You think we would learn after... So I was given. We just keep diving back in. Yeah, this was <laughs> terrible. This experience. Well, this was, I was about to say this is the first time uh, Snitcher joined us for one of our movie marathons. Awful. And it's funny, like the in, the initial 
idea I had for Saw's Giving was just to torture Mahler. We talked about it in the Saw's Giving episode way back, the original Saw's Giving episode way back when. Uh, it was just to torture Mahler because I know he gets real fidgety when we would watch two movies in a row. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to make him watch seven movies in a row. Yeah, and I've really defeated this because now that my yeah, You defeated it on the first Saw's Giving. Uh, I was very impressed. Well, now that my phone addiction's gotten so bad, I literally don't even know what we're watching for half the, half the marathons anymore because I'm just not paying attention. But you, Snitchard, were so fidgety oh. and squirmy. You were pacing behind the couch. Like, you basically had the reaction to it that I wanted out of Mueller. <laughs> initially coming up with the idea for Saw's It's so bad. It was the second movie. I couldn't handle it. I went and played with blocks. Yeah, we were like, yes. I think we were like 15 minutes into the second movie. So this is only like an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> That's insane. You're always telling me to watch these crappy superhero movies, and they're all, they're all like two hours and 20 minutes. Or, or House Bunny. That <laughs> Richard Watson. Watch Same House director Bunny. as the writer for Grown Ups 2. And, and Grown Ups. And Grown Ups. Joe Dirt. <laughs> no, great movie. He eats, yeah. he eats McDonald's off a turd. It's hilarious. Amazing. It's just like a hot rod scenario where you really love that movie. Hot Rod's actually a pretty good movie. No, Joe Dirt I don't oh, think I is actually rod. a really good movie. I think Hot Rod is actually pretty funny. But I haven't seen it since high school. Yeah. So, so you know. I've never even attempted to trust that, that record. Well, I, never, I don't think you're going to like it. Just move no, on. I liked it. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know it was great. We were watching. We only ended up watch that night watching four of the the Rocky movies, and and yeah, you were just so like you could not it's handle it, marathon. which makes me think that we have to force him into the next Saws giving. Oh, definitely, the real Saws giving, and this and the next one's going to be. I'll need a, a neck real. Pillow. We're going to have to can't work to sleep over at your house, <laughs> it's gonna so that we can feet. get up. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wake up at seven a.m. Uh, to the TV, starting with Jason. <laughs> One. Oh, I'm waking up, and Andy <laughs> slams on with the THX thing, screaming through the stereo. That's your wake up call. Have breakfast at. I can't wait. After the second movie, I, I don't, don't know, know what will happen to me. Yeah, you I, just, you, you just I don't know if I, I might Well, I got or... a phone addiction from doing these yeah, two songs. Even then, I don't know if I could stay on my phone. Yeah. It's funny, I'm always so into I'm barely on my phone. <laughs> no, I don't so think I, I was on Sasuke. Anyways, so, so to Rocky. Yeah. Rocky goes the distance. Yeah. What a guy. I, I kind of think uh, rewatching uh, Rocky this time around, uh, I think I'd add it to the list of movies that I consider perfect movies. The first one? Yeah. Yeah, so... It's really fucking good. It's hard to describe I the first... I have no issues with it whatsoever. I think it's perfect. first one's good. Rocky's an easy movie to define. It's about a loser who wins. Yeah, it's about yep. a guy... It's not, <laughs> even, it's not even that, because he doesn't win. No, 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 but he, he wins... He just wants to prove that he's a, not a loser. So, so Rocky's this loser bum fellow. He's probably 30 years old at the point yep, in the, in the movie. So, so, you know, he's... He's had 10 or 12 years to try to make something of himself, and he's done nothing with his life. He's, a, he's an enforcer for the mob, so he yeah. just goes yeah. and beats guys up. But he's not even good at that because he's kind of compassionate, so he doesn't, he doesn't beat up the guys who don't yeah, pay their great, bills. Great movie. And a very amateur boxer, and, yeah, living in some dump apartment. Yeah, he's, he's got a bad relationships with a bunch of people. I think at the beginning, you know, he goes to the gym, and they've cleared out his locker. They don't even give him a locker anymore because so he's weird. just such a loser. Yeah. Um, and then he's not worth investing in. He's such a loser. And then somehow he lucks into a title match with the world heavyweight champion, yeah. um, Apollo, Apollo Creed, Creed, who's uh, Carl Weathers, who's from Predator, gets his arm shot off. Dylan from Predator. Dylan he's from Predator. Arm, you yeah. son of a bitch. Um, uh, Rested Development played by himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, and so so Apollo Creed. 
Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, same guy. Uh, he basically, somehow he, his match, his title weight, his heavyweight match with the next reigning champ gets screwed up. He like broke his hand or something, had to drop out of the fight, but they still had all this promoting around a big, like, Yeah, they big paid all this event. for marketing, yeah. so they go, well, why don't we do this cool thing where we'll just get like a loser to fight you and it'll be kind of even a, that, it's just giving an amateur boxer a shot. Right, it'll be like, like a it, dancing with the stars sort of thing. It, where, you it know, was like, <laughs> it was like, let's make this, this main event a bit like embody... Uh, the American dream. Someone really trying to to make yeah it. an underdog story. Yeah. They just they're just thinking for promotional value. So they pick Rocky mostly because of his name. The Italian there is nickname the Italian Stallion. So it's a cool name. Yeah, to make for a good like title card and and then Rocky actually tries to to go for it. He takes it very seriously. Yeah, everybody's ba- well, first. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I can't remember why. Well, it's not he that he, it's not he, that he do doesn't it. want he to do it. It's that get, he, do, he yeah. doesn't think think he's deserving it. It's like, well, why me? Because he's, he's he he knows he's just like some loser. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he knows it. Like he's yeah. very aware because the because the movie is he, you know I think one of the first shot first scenes in the movie is he he pulls this this picture of himself as a kid, probably ten or fifteen years old, mm-hmm. um, and he and he's just staring longingly at it because and and you see that he's he's regretful that he's wasted the potential in his life. You know, it's like here's back to a time when when the world was ahead of me and I could have done anything and I've done nothing, right? So um, pretty uh, pretty relatable premise. Relatable. And, and even though he's a real weird dumb guy who says real weird things, he's a very he's relatable a, character. He's also, he's also a very likable character. Like yeah. you talk yeah. to him and he'd be like, this is a guy I would hang out with. He seems totally, fun. he'd be a fun guy to be yeah. around. He seems fun. He's always chatting. He's got a couple turtles. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's pretty he's, fun. He, he feeds his turtles. Time. He talks to his turtles. Oh, what are you doing there, turtle boy? I was very happy with your Stallone accent <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that is, it's funny. Like I don't even know how well it turned out. Ooh. I'm wearing headphones, so I'm kind of hearing myself yeah. talk at the same time. So it's, yeah, sounds yeah. very weird to me. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Everybody, the way people are talking to him is, okay, we'll go participate in this stupid fight, you know, this huge fight, because what else are you going to do? Of course you're not going to win. Of course you're not going to get far, yeah, because a, you're just a loser amateur, and this guy's And a Apollo huge... Creed's, like, just saying, it's like, yeah, I'll let it go three rounds and, and knock him out on the fourth. Like, he, like he's not, like, Apollo He's not Creed, even training. He's not even bothered training. Apollo he's Creed like, yeah. is one of my favorite antagonists. He's so he's fucking great. good. It's like, he's, he's, he's a good not, guy. He's also not a, he's not a villain. No, he's, he's just, an antagonist. Like, he keeps the story going by being, like, the other guy yeah. but he's still a good guy well also and if you know anything about like boxing wrestling or mma like there are people who just like they're all they're most of them are good guys but some of them will play yeah he's called, like hyping the what's called a heel they'll yeah. play the bad guy just yeah. to hype up a fight so it's like yeah I'll be, and, and there's like a part where he's doing it for rocky yeah it's like apollo creed knows he's he knows that rocky's the underdog and that people generally root for the underdog so even when he like uh comes out to the ring like he's Dressed in this obnoxious like yeah. American flag robe. He's dressed and, like Uncle Uncle Sam. Yeah, He's got like yeah. a wig on. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, so immediate, you can just feel that the premise is good. You know, it's like you you you're like, yes, of course, yeah, this makes total sense. And so the plot thickens, and then Rocky says, "Well, actually, I don't want to just." do a few rounds and get knocked out. I'm going to try to go all 15 I rounds. I want to go the distance. I want to go the distance. And that's the a quote theme that... theme of Rocky. If you've the, never seen the, Rocky, you might have at least heard that theme about yeah. going, going the distance. if you've seen many Rockies, you know that it gets beat into the ground so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but not in the first one. The first one, it's all very fluid. So... Rocky, you know, he he does end up going the distance. He goes all fifteen rounds, which no one expected that yeah. he would. So there's no winner. But then there is a there's a panel of judges who say, okay, well, Apollo Creed fought better, so he technically won. 
but in the public's eye, he didn't win because you know you're a you're a big shot. You should have knocked this guy down in the yeah. third or fourth round. There's no way that he should have made 15 rounds. That's totally unbelievable. And it is it is legitimately very touching. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, movie. Like it, it, and I do not care about sports movies, and I don't give a shit about any yeah, of those too. things. Like, at, oh, the team won. Who cares? At, yeah. at, at the end, when like the fight's over, and there's like a crowd of people around both Rocky and Apollo Creed, but like everyone you know wants to congratulate Rocky and you know get a interview or whatever, and he's just he's the the, the, the classic like Adrian, Adrian, he's just yelling Adrian. after Adrian. Then she makes him, he's like all beat up, his face is all swollen, and then she says like I love you. He's like I love you. It's like it's a very touching movie. I consider that like a classic movie magic moment. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It really embodies this, like you said, this idea of this American dream or whatever. You know, people always talk about the white picket fence and stuff, which I think kind of leads you away from the real, the, the real thing, which is that, you know, you can, do, you can make something of yourself if, if, even you, if, if you can apply yourself a bit. Yeah, and even if you fail, like you haven't necessarily failed at life. Yeah, yeah, Rocky exactly. doesn't succeed. He doesn't and, become the champion. And he loses the match. It's actually a key part of this movie that he doesn't win yeah. the match, yeah. but that he goes the distance. It's genius. Because it's, it's not about being a, a, a winner or a loser. It's about you defining your success, and you can achieve it. And he has every possible um, handicap compared to the guy that he's fighting. You know, he's way less experienced. He doesn't, doesn't have the have same. Doesn't have a good gym. He, yeah, he's, he's training he's on the meat. steps in front of the library with that, yeah. with, with, you know, that famous Rocky scene of him. You know, and he's doing all the training, which is awesome. You know what's funny, though? That, that like, because that, that's the famous shot is him running up the, the stairs full tilts. And, and then he raises, raises his, his arm, his fists. To the, but that yeah. shot, like, just before in that same montage when it's, it's just like a medium shot of him running along, like, the docks. Oh, keeps, so good. Good. He keeps getting faster and faster in the movie. The the, the, the cameras the cameras rolling with him. So yeah. the, so that so the camera's facing the ocean and you yeah. can see this harbor. So he's running along, but he's running fast, man. And the score's building up too. It's like dude, I gotta watch that it, again oh tonight. Yeah, Let's rewatch Rocky it's, One tonight. It's so <laughs> our most hated movie ever, Rocky One. Yeah, rewatch Not, rewatch. Didn't they it. put that scene in Punch Out? Sort of, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only they, he, in Punch Out, they had the, the his trainer, trainer trainer biking next to him. Yeah. But basically, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 rewatching it this time just made me realize it's like like I already considered it a great movie. It wasn't like a surprise, but it was like wow, this movie is really fucking. Well, great. the the more that you have tried at things sure. and been beaten down, the better this movie will be to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, I I really think it's worth talking about this idea of, of, of this American dream because now the American dream is just a lie and, and not everybody has the same opportunities. And it's like, yeah, that's what Rocky's about, though. <laughs> it's like, it's not a movie about a guy who was also just as rich as Apollo Creed and had the best stuff. It's a, and, and, and he didn't beat Apollo Creed. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like, oh, well, if you don't have the best stuff, you can still beat everybody. It's no, but you can... Go the distance. It's, it's a like, great metaphorical like language. The antithesis to our Fight Club episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I just think about, uh, you know, people complain about, oh, okay, you have lack of opportunities and all these different things. So, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to quickly describe something from my job, but it actually, it, it ties into this quite a bit. So, bear with me for just a second. So Make it quick. I'll make it quick. <laughs> so, um, so I, have, I, have a, I have an assistant that I hired from the Philippines. And so, before I hired her... She worked 
four, she like four feet tall. Yes. Yeah. She's, I, I have <laughs> she no idea. I have no idea because I've never met her in person because I just hired her off the internet. Okay. Something literally anybody anywhere who has internet, a cell phone can do. Yeah. Can go on the internet. Yet you still manage to sexually harass. Yes, but when, somehow. But when she showed up to the office, you said, "Oh, oh you're, you're from the Philippines." <laughs> She's oh, flown yes. here from the Philippines. Really should have put that drained on her life savings. Really could have saved flight. us some time by putting that on your resume. <laughs> from this Philippines job board or whatnot. Um, you know, so before we hired her. Uh, it's like she worked 40 hours a week and then tr- commuted six hours a day Ugh. to her job. So that's a, like a 70 yeah, hour, a 70 hour work week for somebody who has, you know, small children and whatnot. Like you just, Oof. you just don't even have a life. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well now you work for us, uh, 30, maybe 40 hours a week at, and you make the same amount of money as your 70 hour work week, uh, cool. that you did. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, good well, good thing that you had all these opportunities just given to you. <laughs> it's like, no, I went on the internet and I just got a job like, and there's lots of them. I know so many people who need, and this is just one example of things, but yeah. it's like the limitation for most people is in your brain, what you think is even available to you. Yeah, Most sure. people don't even Most. know the types of jobs that, like, especially in, in my field, because I do all this sort of tech stuff yeah. and, you know, work from home, work from wherever. Like, people, I tell people about my job sometimes, and they didn't even know that that type of job could exist. I still don't know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, just, he just fucks around on Facebook. All day. <laughs> that's, it. that's what I tell everyone, and they all believe me. It's the best description that I, that, that, that is better than my description. You know, I manage advertising. It's like, yeah, you're just on just Facebook. goes to these companies. Don't, you know, don't you go on Facebook. Let me. I'll deal with Facebook. And Don't just, you worry about just Facebook. Arguing there about trans people like, through their account. All right, that's uh, five hundred dollars for this month's retainer. Uh, thank you. Um, but, but really, with, with like this, this inequality issue is coming to a head as like this this biggest issue that it's ever been, and it's literally the smallest issue that it has ever been in all of history. The issue has never been smaller than it is now. Yeah. There's more opportunities available to anyone. In, you can, West, in Western countries. You can get a yeah. job. You can just go on your Gmail, uh, change your name to a white person sounding name, <laughs> <laughs> and then get a job, and I'll never talk to you. And So I couldn't even be biased towards you, even if I wanted to even be racist. a massive racist like Mueller <laughs> is having trouble hiring not... <laughs> having troubles hiring white people. Yeah, yeah. Damn it's it. God. So, um, and and you know what happens though is, uh, you know, I hire a white person uh, who's local here, and they do a terrible job, and they make tons of mistakes, and they're dissatisfied uh, with a, with with their wage. I hire somebody from the Philippines. They're very grateful for the work. They communicate effectively. They respond to things that I say to them. Uh, I tell them, hey, this is how the system works. You know, we have to do these four or five checks. They do the four or five checks every time. Um, it's like, it's really simple stuff. And it's like, no, the reason that you're not getting ahead is because of racism. Mm. Oh, okay. Like, like, obviously, I know that those issues exist yeah. to a degree, but certainly for the amount of outrage that we have now, it's never been better than it has been. Yeah, yeah certainly. The, the, the outrage is blown way out of... Certainly, out of let's, let's just keep getting things better than they are. Yeah, let's keep going. But, but, but to say, well, you know what? The American dream is a dead yeah, idea. Haven't you seen Rocky? It's yeah, haven't you seen oh, That's got to be It's less dead than it's on. ever been from a purely material perspective. Our, we have a, like a corrupt philosophy and like, you know, an insane nihilism in our society 
basically just because that life is so easy, we have too much time yes. to think about things. So here, this is what Kierkegaard talks about when he talks about problems of modernity. But um, here's how I'm yeah. going to help you because you're you're retiring from social media arguments. Anytime you feel like you're about to, you got your your fingers on 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 the keyboard and you're about to really go off or whatever. Just instead of whatever you're about to type in, just type in, haven't you seen Rocky? Haven't like you that? seen and Rocky? Then, and, then, and then move on. I'll just take my, fade into my 10 paragraphs and I'll, yeah. I'll make one of those macros where that's a keyboard trigger to trigger yeah, the text. Like, haven't you, haven't it, you it, it deletes Rocky? all the text and says, haven't you seen Rocky? And automatically hits enter. Yeah. And it's like, man, I got in like 10 arguments. I typed it all out. Yeah. I keep saying the same things because it keeps triggering this keyboard shortcut <laughs> for haven't you seen Rocky? And then it turns out that just ends up being more effective. They're like, yeah, yeah I did, you know, I did see Rocky. And that was, you're like, I think you're, I think you're right. And Rocky isn't even an impossible scenario from based based on the the premise that he's laid out. Yeah, it's it's up there though. It's yeah, not impossible, not, but like a, a, a champ somebody. would destroy an amateur boxer. Right, the champ would win. Yeah, but could an amateur boxer? It's, it's within the but, realm of. But could an amateur boxer who doesn't want to win? So he changes his strategy just to sure. last yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. rounds. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not even that unlikely. It's not a fantasy story. Because he's playing a different game than the guy he's fighting. Yeah. So, so he uses a different strategy and wins. Yeah. So next time you're going to complain about the patriarchy, take that effort and think about and a new strategy. Rocky. To, I, I just think that people spend, like most of the people who complain about these things have bad lives because they're not using their energy to improve their life. Sure. They're more consumed with being resentful towards yeah. the system. And yes, the system is rigged against everyone in some way. There's all sorts of ways that you're... But, but you know, it's going to take 100% of what you've got to make it. So if you've got 80% of that towards being resentful towards it and spending all your time arguing on the internet, yeah, you didn't put in the 100%, so you're going to lose. When I mean, you're just, you're just parodying the the great uh, intro I did for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> getting hit and keep moving forward and whatever. Right, but even, right. But even like using the boxing analogy, because I was just saying like, yeah, it's like it's pretty unlikely that, that, a, that an amateur boxer would ever go 12 rounds with a champ like that. But like even using boxing as an analogy, like, you know, sometimes you get like a lucky punch in. And that totally happens with fighters. Like, I, I don't watch any boxing, but I, I watch a, a little bit of MMA. Well, it's less likely with boxing because you do enough fights, you just might die eventually. <laughs> but in, in life, you can actually, you know, you have a lot of chances to but just my, keep putting in, and hopefully you get a lucky punch But my point is, like, day. even a less skilled fighter could get a lucky punch off, and if you knock him out, well, then, then you won. Like, so it is, it's not outside of the round. It's not, like, completely, like, no, you're just at the bottom and you'll always be there. Like, even because you're, what you're going up against is too much or whatever. But even, even in those, like a, an Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa uh, scenario, it's like, well, it's possible you could get a lucky punch-off. Well, yeah. So and even in that metaphor. It's know? kind of a difficult thing, be, uh, too, because, again, I know that there's, there's two sides to all this stuff, but you might not make it to the top if you try, but you definitely won't make it to the top if you don't try. There's, there's a good Tony Robbins, like yeah, motivational yeah, speaker. Real, so, so, real sappy, self-help. So, so, I thought you were all about the demotivational part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going on? Uh, haven't you seen Rocky IV? Yeah, haven't you seen Rocky IV? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, it's a, I think it's a great story because I think that most people who complain about this haven't tried to go the distance. They sure. haven't given it a real, real effort. What we need like, to do is we need to get a bum on the podcast. Yeah. And ask him a bunch of questions about why he's such a bum. 
Well, it's probably because and then fight him. I've never seen Rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because he's. It's probably because his whole family died, including his kids, and he was driven insane, like most of the people who are on the street who have severe yeah. mental yeah. issues yeah. to some degree. Bring him in. You know. Yes, I'm advocating that these homeless people who've had these horrible tragedies should just. Buckle up and, and, and try like Rocky. That's that's the advice that I'm giving right now. Um, anyway, so I love. I can't wait till Sylvester Stallone gets me tooed from the from the Rocky franchise here. How is he immune to this? So yeah, far? yeah. How is he? So there's this great scene. So Rocky has a love interest, which is Adrian. Adrian. And, you know, you've maybe you've Shy, heard the timid Adrian. girl from the pet shop. Yeah, maybe. And she wears glasses. She might as well be a librarian with the way that she loves. She's yeah. a nerd and uh, she's very low self esteem with a crappy family. She's got her brother Polly who treats her like trash and very, very, very introverted. Very introverted and very smart. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, so Rocky goes out on his first date with her. Um, he has, a, he's always working out these weird That first date up. is weird. It's, it's very Polly tells him that he can go out on yeah, a date Yeah, yeah. She Pauly's, doesn't know it's coming. Because Polly's an asshole. I want to get back to Polly way later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird and bizarre of a character he is. So, so Sylvester Stallone, uh, Rocky takes out, takes out Adrian and she's basically in her hair curlers at home and he comes over and he goes, yeah, Rocky, uh, Polly said I could take you on a date. Yeah, she's, yeah. I'm not ready to go on a date. Oh, you're coming anyway. It's like, so, uh, eventually they get back to his, his, uh, his apartment and Adrian's like, uh, and he's trying to put the moves on Adrian and she goes, yeah, I ain't, I ain't comfortable, Rocky. And he goes, well, take off those, the worst Adrian <laughs> take off those glasses and that hat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss you, but you don't gotta kiss me back. <laughs> See that scene, like I know, like people, most. people can definitely take that scene in the worst way, but I just view it as like the innocence of of Rocky, like like he, his intentions are, are like are not uh, they're not actually rapey intentions. No, like, not he's, at all. he's he's. I think that he's trying to be, understand that she's a bit timid and and yeah. that, and that she you know she might not be. Because because as the scene progresses, she definitely wants to bang Rocky. Like she clearly likes him, but she's. I mean, as soon as they kiss. As soon as they kiss, she yeah. she you know she goes at, at goes to town with him, and, and it's clear that she wants to be going to down. It's not like she's doing it reluctantly. He opened up that pet shop into all hours of the night. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, great way to pull a good boomer term for pe- off petting the, off the dome. I bet you our younger viewers don't even know what petting means. <laughs> wow, that's a touching your boobs or your. But that's a uh, that's, that's their petting. that's your heavy. Oh wait, no, no, no. heavy <laughs> petting is under under the clothes is heavy petting. My bad. Man, I saw that must be from like that '70s show or something like that. Here, using terms like petting, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, so it's clear that Adrian is more just uncomfortable with herself. Like she doesn't even really yeah. know how to go. Like she, guy. when I when I said like she's extro- like she's introverted to a fault. Like oh she's, yeah, she's you know basically locked away living with her. Abusive Good brother, Polly, uh, and yeah, kind of, kind of scared of the world. Almost. She makes Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving dinner, and Polly just Polly's goes. Polly's the biggest. He, yeah, he's he, like, fucking, he just grabs the turkey out of the out of the out of the oven and just grabs it by a leg and chucks the turkey yeah, out. Keeps the, window, the leg for himself, and then eats, eats the leg. I'll show you Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was her excuse for not being able to go out for, with with Rocky. Is well, it's Thanksgiving. We're gonna have Thanksgiving dinner. Um, yeah, so Sylvester Stallone, it's it's got to be one of the most rapey, non-rape scenes that I've ever seen. He also gets with that kid that he tells to stop smoking. Oh, right, in he Rocky Five. He doesn't get Fun. with her. 
It doesn't he get with her? No, like the he gives her a I don't job. Know, I tuned the fuck out. <laughs> no, no, in, in, in Rocky Balboa, he doesn't get with her. He just they're just friends. Yeah, they didn't uh, make out. I don't think that that doesn't go anywhere. Anyways, well, they went at it. My we'll head. get there. We'll get there later. So, and by that point, it would be like a seventy-year-old kiss, sure. kissing a fifty-year-old. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a big deal at all. Yeah. So the first Rocky's real good. Um, I don't. I I've never seen a movie like it. Like in, in like in the tone of it, just this sure. weird protagonist. He just says weird stuff like uh, "I'm gonna kiss you, but you don't gotta kiss me back." Yeah. Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say, and he constantly just says weird things. He talks to his turtles. Um, he's just a weirdo, but he somehow embodies the the American spirit. It's like because if Rocky was a really talented guy, it wouldn't be an impactful. Yeah, if he story. was super talented and smart, like like the the idea is that he doesn't have much going for him. He's, he's a fighter and not a big one, not at the time, like it, not a big famous one. Well, that, it, so. it's really this metaphor for perseverance. Yeah. It's like, if you don't have much, you can persevere, you can take a beating, but if you step forward after each punch, you can still make something of yourself, which is, which is a really good lesson because most, you know, I know insanely talented people, friends, friends that I've had growing up and I see them now, they're, in, they're in insanely smart, way smarter than I am, they're very talented doing fucking nothing with their lives because they have no sense of endurance, no sense of perseverance, no sense of commitment. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, once you grow up, adult things require you to show up every fucking week. Yeah. You know, even this show, which I will probably never go anywhere, um, <laughs> you know, we're here at 57 episodes and, like, you know, that's 130 hours plus of content. And it's like, okay, well, you, you can show up. You can do something, and maybe, and maybe, just maybe, you might make something of yourself. And that's what Rocky's about. It's vital that his character has nothing going on, and I'm sure that's an accident that Sylvester Stallone didn't like plan out. I'm sure that was he was just writing about himself at the time because he was yeah. not he was not a successful Genius. actor at the time when so he wrote now Rocky. You speak very highly of this theme, and that you haven't you haven't really seen. It's unlike any other movie you, you've seen before at the time. But how would you like to see that exact same theme? Five times in a row <laughs> with Rocky oh. two, three, four, five, and six. Except for it's not the same no, theme. No, it's not the same it's theme. The, it is the same theme. I'll argue it's the exact same theme. I, I, would, I would argue it's not the same theme because in every movie, because after, so after Rocky won, every other Rocky is an exact clone, other than maybe Rocky Balboa's. Yeah, Rocky Balboa's an Except for. Uh, even that one, Rocky Balboa, it's the same theme. He's except going for. The, he's going the distance. Again. <laughs> yeah, except for in All these right. other ones, he has a lot going for him because at the beginning of every movie, he's successful from his last movie. Yeah. So he has tons of money yeah, and all this stuff. So Rocky Two. The movie is just him. He blows all his money on crap like gold watches. Yeah. And then he doesn't have any money, and he has to fight to get some and more money. And he also realizes he can't do anything else. Yeah, because he, he tries to do ads. He tries to do like a regular job. And which again undermine, and... kind of undermines the theme a little bit yeah. because it's like it's you know it yeah it's it's the theme I'm talking about. It's not necessarily like the starting from the bottom aspect of of the theme. It's just that in every single movie, Rocky has to go the distance. Yeah, Rocky one, he goes to the distance, and it's impactful. It's just, like you said, because he like, started from nothing and had nothing, and that yeah. was relatable. Yeah, it's, the character. it's very relatable. In the second one, he just fights Apollo Creed again, and it's the same he's, he's villain. Go the distance again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it already sounds worse. In the third one, he's fighting like a, a, a up and coming acclaimed fight. Fighter, who's, he's, so he's got to go the distance again, and 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 that fighter also uh, trash talked Mick to death. 
<laughs> You're right. His trainer dies because Mr. T. T trash talks him so bad he has a heart attack. That's actually pretty it's hilarious. Pretty, it's pretty damn funny. And then Rocky. It's pretty Rocky hilarious four. that we said it that way. Rocky Four. <laughs> Ivan Drago is uh, like a superhuman. He's got to go the, the distance. Russian. He's got to go the distance for America. Yes. Uh, and then Rocky Five. I don't even remember Rocky Five. I don't even have any notes for it. He goes bankrupt. That one's a little weirder because he doesn't. He he's reti- He actually does retire from boxing, but then he just has that street fight at the end and beats. No, because the premise of Rocky Five is that somehow he signs Rocky over his. Five pe- sucks. <laughs> yeah, because everyone he does something to screw up his situation yeah. in some way. Uh, I th- so Rocky Five, I think he has brain damage. To, like he starts yeah. realizing, oh, he's got real bad brain damage. This is not very good. And then he somehow signs over his power of attorney. Polly signs over Pauly, his power of not attorney. Polly signs over, yes, he signs over his power of attorney to, to their lawyer or something who just dr- drains his bank account and steals all his money yeah. um, because he has power of attorney, which is not really a function of power of attorney to just take so, all someone's money and put it into your well, own bank also, account. Like, to sign over power of attorney like that, like you, like even if you end up doing it or whatever, but you could use, can't you, I don't know a lot about this. Well, luckily stuff. me and Richard but both have experience with this in but our job. my jobs. experience as someone who doesn't, like, I, my understanding is like you could easily, uh, undo everything that was done because you could in that in this specific scenario where Rocky was out in Russia fighting and then he comes back and finds out he has brain damage you could easily prove in that scenario that Rocky was not aware yeah. of what of well, the signage well, over especially because Rocky didn't even sign it Polly did right yeah. well, one one of the key functions of power of attorney yeah. is that you have you have to be like they have to prove yeah. that you've been fully informed yes. and that you are capable of understanding what you've been informed yeah. of so, so power of attorney is just signing away some of your legal stuff. So you say, I'm going out of the country. I need, happens, I need someone to take yeah. care of my affairs. So they're allowed to use my bank account or they're allowed to do this. And you sign over those rights to them. But it's not like they just get to do whatever they want. <laughs> they <laughs> legally have to be acting in your favor. I'll just uh, pop over to the notary next door and uh, get, in a, get a, you know, a subject matter expert here. Um, but yeah, it's like they can't just do it for themselves. So immediately that's a problem. Even if they had signed over power of attorney to Paul, you wouldn't be able to. Polly couldn't so sign then it. further sign. Yeah, it yeah, over yeah. Like, because like, all the parties need to be present <laughs> yeah. for the next for the next extension. Like, you can't just be having yeah. twenty five people just keep signing over power of attorney <laughs> to the next person. All of a sudden, you've got ninety Africans who are all are Rocky Balboa and can act in his legal interest. Like, just the weird. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, even as someone who doesn't know much about it, I know that it's just horseshit. Not only does it make <laughs> no sense. Gibberish. I, so the the plot element of Rocky Five is that. Rocky has to lose everything again somehow, and, again. and it forces him into fighting, even though he's got brain damage, which is actually was a kind of a new thing that they were exploring. It's like, well, what if you're not even capable of going the distance, and like, and it's going to mess up your health or something? Okay, the yeah, going the distance in that one is weird, also, because it just ends up in him in like a street fight. <laughs> I don't oh, even remember oh. a street fight. Well, he fights Tommy Gunn. Oh. I don't even remember the character. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember the street oh. fight. I remember how hilarious it was. But. <laughs> it was so cheesy because it's a crowd of people cheering. It's just two guys just beating the hell out of each other on the streets to no repercussions whatsoever. <laughs> Neither of them are arrested. Nothing happens. So I just the cops rem- don't care. I just remember this power of attorney element. It was like... 
why didn't they just have Rocky bet all his money in like a horse race or something like he got or like just taxes? Ta yeah, he didn't pay taxes, his taxes. taxes he gets Wesley Snipes. It's the easiest yeah. one because it's so common for when people they get rich that they forget to put money away. There's that on the lots taxes of celebrity they have to pay. cases of this. Happens and, and a character like Rocky, it's like hey, I can see that. Yeah, he's though. a dumb guy. Yeah, that he could probably, happen to Rocky. That's for sure. He probably Even just his manager actually just stealing all the money, and then the manager wasn't paying the taxes, and then. It'd be funny like, if Polly just stole their money. Too. Like Polly gets in bad money. with a loan shark or <laughs> yeah. something, and he steals all of Rocky's money to pay off. Why the not? Polly does all sorts of douchebag things. Just have him do that. <laughs> yeah. They could have had the exact. Rocky's they could have had the exact same scene where they're screaming at Polly for signing away their power of attorney. It could have been the same scene, except they're screaming at him for stealing their money. Yeah. Like, for, but for some reason. They had to do this weird power of attorney plotline. As soon as I say power of attorney, you're like Rocky. What? <laughs> like, like what's this? What's this going on here? Do you guys remember that scene in Forrest Gump? Um, you know, with the uh, with the capital gains tax scene. Like, do you guys remember that scene? And it's like there's something thematically. It just doesn't fit to even say yeah, the word in the totally. movie. For the longest time, like I had only seen Rocky one, and maybe like inklings of the other ones like here and there like everyone knows he fights Mr. T and communism and all that but I never really seen fully the other ones I'd just seen Rocky 1 for the longest time until we did this uh, New Year's Rocky Marathon uh, and, but I always thought when just watching the first one and, and I think it's what what never drove me to to want to actually go ahead and watch the sequels uh, was that you watch Rocky 1 and it's just it's a classic example much like Rambo I've talked in the past of a movie that should never have any sequels. The whole idea is that he didn't, he just, as we said, he just wanted to go the distance. He didn't want it, he didn't really want to be the champ or whatever. So by the next, by Rocky II, when he's, when he's fighting to be the champ, it's like you've already kind of undermined the whole theme of the first one. Like yeah. that movie, Rocky I, is a very singular story. It's a guy who just wanted to prove that he's not a loser and go the distance, and he does. So but when, by, by him succeeding in going the distance, end of story. There's, there's no more to explore. Seeing him become the champ, become washed up, fight communism, it's so stupid. It like It, it undermines the, it. It's, such great sequels as Cinderella 2, Little Red Riding <laughs> oh 2. Boy. Well, an example I brought up uh, in the past, I'm not going to speak too much about it because did, I did speak a half hour or so on a previous episode about Rambo. Like Rambo is is probably still more egregious of, of a sequel because how much do you know about Rambo? I've Snake seen or? them both. There's I've seen all four. Oh yeah, there's four if you include that. that yeah. Uh, I don't remember the difference between the first one and the second one. I know that I think it's the first one is filmed around here. It's in, in It was Hope. filmed in Hope, yeah. Really, and, close. Uh, really close to where we are. He's just like a drifter that comes into town. They treat him like shit. Well, so the, the whole thing is that... Uh, He's a Vietnam vet who's also like, yeah. like homeless. The second one, I don't he, remember the premise. He has PTSD. Like he's very disturbed. Yeah. It's, from his it's background. meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be this and commentary on how soldiers come back from the war and then they're treated like especially crap when they get back. Especially, especially in the that, Vietnam especially war. Especially in that war. Uh, All these fucking hippies. And like by the end, by, at the end of Rambo, or it's the first one's called First Blood. It's not even called Rambo. Um, he just he has this breakdown and, and how he's just so tortured from seeing his, his friends get killed and yeah, he, he comes comes back mom. home and everyone hates him and he's like he's just the scum of the earth yeah. here like like Rambo's not a hero in that like he's a very, he's a disturbed he's a victim broken, he's yeah. a tragic <laughs> he's a tragic character by like like textbook tragic character definition um, 
And then in the sequel, he's like, it's just like him, like this action badass <laughs> gunning, <laughs> gunning people down and like just so much explosions. And it's such an insult to the first one that I love it because it's just so like, this is a slap in the face. I talked about this at length on a previous episode, but I wanted to bring it up again because it, it's so hilarious. Rocky doesn't undermine it that hard because it's like, okay, you still are seeing that Rocky's still a guy who goes the distance. It doesn't, doesn't change the character like Rambo does. Like Rambo like goes from PTSD, like tragic, like mentally destroyed human to gunning down all these people <laughs> in a fiery, glorious blaze. And this amazing I Love America speech at the end of it. It's so awesome. It's so weird, man. It's so fucking great. Dude, I fucking hate hippies so, the Rock- so much. Right? Thanks for reminding me about how much I hate hippies here. Watch Rambo too. Yeah. You'll love it. Oh, so he, does he gun down some hippies? <laughs> no, but it is like a like just a love America. Right, of, right. <laughs> like in the mo- in the cheesiest, funniest of ways. But yeah, so the Rocky sequels aren't that uh, insulting. I almost wish they were, because it would be funnier. They're just so like my my whole thing with the Rocky franchise is like even though there's there's a lot of fun sprinkled throughout. All the sequels are just so uninspired and have no they, re- ju- they, they have no reason to exist at all. They which undermine one? the spirit of Rocky. Which one has well, they the undermine robot? and they that's I think that starts in they, Rocky 4. Oof. They uh, undermine and they cheapen the spirit they of just Rocky. Beat which it, is usually what sequels do. They just do, beat but. it to the ground cuz they just strip it down to the basics of he's going the distance again and then Rocky 2 he's going again. But they're just describing three, every movie by that, that point. Distance. It's like every movie they're going to the distance cuz the hero's but, always fighting the protagonist. But but it focuses on it so much like there's a there's a a montage that tries to mimic the first like training montage in every yeah. single one of them. Like it's the same like beat points. It just becomes a, a villain of the week. My movie. friend said that her dad would pop in the DVD uh-huh. for a Rocky movie, go to the montage scene, watch the <laughs> montage, pop in the next, DVD, <laughs> the next. Yeah. And he would watch all the montage scenes Dude, only. There were so, there, I don't know what happened. I noticed this like in Rocky two and just from, from beyond, like they just started putting like, cause so the idea of a montage is, and I, I know that we've talked about this before, but you have a bunch of information, like someone training for six months and you're like, well, we don't want to make a half an hour thing of them training. Cause it's like, it's just, they trained and now they're trained. So let's yeah. stuff it into this 30-second or 60-second montage that'll show clips of them Some straining. Snappy editing. Snappy editing. Yeah. It'll, there's music playing. Dun, 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 you know, and he does it, and he goes through the training period or whatever it is, and it's a way to speed that up. Um, you know, typically they're not actually super fun. Like they're just all right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people are cleaning a house or whatever. It's like, okay, well, we want to show all the things they did, but we want to show it quickly. Cleaning the house isn't super fun, but maybe we could have put a snappy song on and a few little gags where they get water on their face or something. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> everyone's having a good time. Yeah, everyone's having a good time. And, you know, it can really liven it up. But by the time you get to Rocky two and three and like all these this other franchise ones, does not benefit from marathon. Like they have, because you, yeah. you see these, these, these same like the rhythms and, and plot points. Just repeat like so formulaic. Well, it feels like a Michael Bay. One of these movies had three or four training montages, yeah. and they were <laughs> that was they, four. And yeah. they and they they weren't. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't like Rocky. You know, trains, does his montage, goes and does a fight, and it's like, oh, you're not good enough. You need to try this different training style, and then it's like a montage of him trying something else. It's like he does a montage, and then they just have a random scene, and then it's like another training montage, and it's like 
the purpose of the montage was to shorten this thing, yeah. but you've just lengthened it back to the original <laughs> length by just stuffing more montages for a half an hour. So it's like, it gets really bizarre where I'm just thinking, are they just padding the running time? Why are they putting so many? Is it just because people like these montages? Yeah, that's, clearly. that's all all of what the sequels are beyond the montages. They're all just padding the running time. Of the first movie. Of the first one, exactly. <laughs> like my, my whole point being is that... Uh, the whole heart of the premise, like the premise of Rocky, of him going, not necessarily wanting to win, but just go the distance, prove he's not. He a wanted loser. to make something of himself, so do anything good idea, with his life. The idea of exploring further than that, seeing what he could become, it already contradicts the heart of the story, like the heart of it, like because it's like well, I, I don't, it doesn't really matter what he like how much success he goes on to have it's just that he proved he could go the distance that's the heart of the story and by showing it's like well look he became champ yeah he inspired Ro- rocky all went people. on to become he an astronaut on, he went over to russia it's like none of that is really important to the the heart of, of it, rocky so it really contradicts it that completely by undermines just exploring it. rocky more it Contra- uh, yeah, undermines and contradicts the, it. The message of Rocky is that even if you are a piece of shit, if you persevere, you can do something with yeah. your life. And also, you should be as good as an astronaut and you should save the whole country and be... like It's, it's about the idea that he's not a traditional hero type. And, and, and he's an everyman sort of hero. And then they just moved on to, no, actually, he's just like every other yeah. type of superhero who could do things you could never do. Uh, you fight communism with one hand behind your back. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's just... It's also, it's like, like I said, marathoning this franchise doesn't, uh, doesn't highlight uh, what's great about these movies, like the good in these movies, because you end up seeing the same things. It's like, look... Well, they literally play the fight from yeah, the end of the last like, one. At the oh, yeah, <laughs> like every movie one. starts out with the, like, 10 minutes of the last fight yeah, from the movie before. Every that. single movie. It was so weird, especially yeah. having just watched that. But yeah, it's like, look, I got it. Rocky can go the distance. Do I need to see this five more times? Well, like that, him just go, like, here it, it goes again. Still going the distance. It's an obscure art. They're just beating it to the ground. It's an art meta statement about whether you can go the distance and watch all of them in a row. <laughs> we can you be like Rocky? Like, I could not. We have discovered the underlying message of Rocky, that the hidden message yeah. of, of Rocky by, by marathoning it as, as much Cut as we losses. could. Uh, so walk away. There's a great scene in Rocky one that has all of these acapella singers around, Sitting around oh, a, a yeah, bear, the a, real a, gangsters. Yeah, yeah, they're all just on a street corner in, next in to a dumpster. Is it fire, Manhattan? Right? Where are they? Are they in New York or something? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, and um, they're just sitting around this barrel that's on fire, like you know, one of those barrel fires that are <laughs> yeah. on the corner. Seems like a cool. Thing. And they're all just snapping their fingers like yeah. they're a bunch of jets or yeah. sharks. From I don't one. know why, but I really at some point want to hang out around a flaming barrel. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't want to be a homeless person, but this is something that looks real cool that's about hanging out. I, I, I always like had one growing barrel. up. Fire in the city. We we had a flaming barrel all the time. Oh, you're just good. trying to brag. <laughs> yeah, it's because of my dad is a mechanic, so we always had those barrels. My dad was homeless. Yeah. <laughs> we always had those barrels and we'd uh, we'd light them up, you know, poke some holes in the side and you got a nah, barrel. It's got to be grosser than that. It's got to be like flaming garbage. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the barrel body. loses all its paint and turns rusty after a while, so yeah. that's pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, that you is. Get, that's you take cool. like a pickaxe and you just hit a bunch of holes into yeah. the side, so mm-hmm. it's pretty close. But we, and the, it was uh, mechanical garbage, so oil and you know, things like that. Cool. It was yeah, just don't depending bother. on how much you breathe in. You, you really, <laughs> you really need a barrel full of oil, like half full, and it's just on fire, like it's Donkey Kong Country or something. Kick it over and roll it. Yeah, a bunch of fire spills out. Yeah, no, I could go back to a barrel fire right now. We got yeah. a uh, we got a washing machine fire. So you take out the insert of the washing machine that's got holes, and then you and you plop it down and fill uh, it. You rip it out of the washing. Cool. I was yeah, I was picturing him turning a washing machine on with no water, but a fire. <laughs> but gasoline. <laughs> you you put in the it's soap dispenser a bunch of gasoline, and then it just starts spitting it's out itself. gas. That sounds pretty cool. We should try that sometime. <laughs> I did do it with a toilet one time. Hey, Dad, I got to borrow your washing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I just got rid of my dryer today. I should have kept it. And we could have lit it on <laughs> I fire. Know. Oh, I let the Home Depot guys take it away. What was I thinking? They're probably lighting it on fire right now. <laughs> right now. Oh, damn oh, they it. probably are. They're like, this is this. the worst. And they're walking away with it. This idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this idiot. He doesn't know what he just gave away. He thinks this. He, they paid us to take this thing away. On a Saturday, too. We have the whole evening to light this thing on fire. <laughs> no, um, but I did light a toilet on fire one time. We filled up the bowl. Uh, not the bowl. The uh, the top portion of the, the like, tank. The, the tank. tank. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Filled, we filled that with gas and lit it and then flushed it. And it flushed <laughs> fire down into it. <laughs> um, it exploded. Uh, yeah, it actually did explode because it yeah, uh, turns out Ceramic doesn't gas. actually do that well yeah. with heat, or at least a toilet. So the whole bolt, the whole toilet just cracked in half and spilled fire out under the lawn. It's pretty awesome, actually. My parents were pissed. I'm sure people would be would be pretty upset. So the other thing I got to mention about Rocky was how awesome it was that he was always running around in this leather jacket. That was cool. Do, do you remember leather this? Leather like, jackets are pretty timeless. Like, cool. like he would go for jogs in a yeah. leather jacket. <laughs> like it, it was clear. It was not jogging attire no. at all. It was like this big leather jacket, and he's going. He's just jogging down the road with his hands in his pockets. He's training. He's, what are you doing wearing a leather jacket while you're training? Heavy oh my. ass jacket. It's pretty cool. Um, so he also has a scene where, well, he always has a scene where, because Polly works at the meat factory, yeah. so he does his training by punching pig carcasses and stuff that are hanging, you know, in the traditional meat hanging area or whatever. They got a cow or a pig, and he's just punching them. Yeah. And then he, uh, so they're doing a, a, a an interview for TV, and they got all these quotes of Rocky talking about, he goes, I come in, I beat the meat here, uh, you know, and then uh, do... Do other fighters beat meat? <laughs> the, the, the lady Is asks really? them. They just keep talking. I think it was the uh, – sorry, I did the accent wrong. But like, I think it was the, uh, the, the news broadcaster, and she's interviewing him. She goes, oh, do other fighters go and beat meat here? Yeah, and they, they, really they, they had a, a bunch of meat-beating jokes? I don't remember. No, it's yeah, just, they had a bunch of meat-beating jokes. I don't think jokes. it was intended. They were intentional it's jokes. Just, it's just that Rocky just – he I talks just like a, a dumb guy. He's, he's like this just dumb Philly guy. And then his, uh, That's his, the whole point. his trainer says to him at one point, he goes, you're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. That's a good <laughs> that's line. A great line. Like, oh, that's a, they had some pretty cool, cool guy quotes from this one. So, um, yeah, so uh, what do you, we guys got a boomer here. Uh, I believe Snitchard, you said you wanted to. Well, yeah, it was just the t shirt thing that we were talking about earlier. That was your boomer thing? That's the one you planned out? Oh, man, I really ruined that for you. Sorry, sorry, Richard. Uh, yeah, it was just. I mean, they, I got lots go of somewhere, ones. buy like uh, some sort of knickknack or T-shirt. Oh, you're behind. That was like twenty. Yeah, episodes yeah, ago. you're behind. Oh, I mean, like, have you ever noticed? I'm gonna hated. hijack this. This is a disaster. Have uh, <laughs> you ever noticed that they all baby wear... boomers are shit of the week? Yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. They all wear the same basic 
like 90s neon raincoat, like rain or winter coat. Oh like, man, I gotta look. For, I gotta look for what. Like you're a windbreaker about. style coat, but it's really puffy, and it's always like a like a pink and a like a not a quite a neon green, but like a a teal green. Yeah, it was the winter jacket it's, they got when they were twenty two. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't see them wear this. Yeah, oh, I, I see it all the time. I mean, I got, I my grandpa wore this sort of stuff, like these these kinds of jackets. I see and they, it all the time. They're just really ratty, and they're like they're windbreakers, but they're like wrinkly almost. Like there's yeah. they're embedded in a, a billion folds of wrinkles that bright, will never come out. These like bright like early nineties colors sure, are they a, got big, old jackets. a big part of it. It's like what you would have worn when you were like. I guess when I was, you know, like not even not even ten, like eight years old or something. Right, right. They're still wearing that style. Of I've jacket, never seen it, and it's just worn down. Like you can tell they've been wearing it for like twenty five years. I don't see it anymore. All right, I, got, I gotta ask you guys if you've if you've had this happen to you. So uh, with baby boomers, um, you ever get where you're in the front seat and they need to make a turn and they ask you if the road is clear? You're in the front seat. They. They, they ask, ask you, you if, if the, the road, road is, is clear. clear. <laughs> have you ever had that? Your dad ever be like, "Is it clear?" <laughs> I have. Just, I've you're done so this. You're so scared. <laughs> I have <laughs> asked. I, I have this. asked my passengers if the road is clear. Well, they're in the I've way. Had this happened, but it's not been exclusive at all to baby boomers. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a they're in the way. Terrible thing to do. You should be driving. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're still gonna look, but you just ask for some you reason. You shouldn't be asking. I guess my point being with this windbreaker thing is, I think you get to a certain age. And what you wear starts to become completely utility. It's like this is just like it's serving a function. Yeah, I don't do even now. care if this looks good or not. But I feel like baby boomers aren't quite old enough to be doing that yet. Wait, they still think it looks kind of good. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I'm dressing to please. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Never seen it. Terrible. Well, well you'll, see it. you'll see it now. Just one more reason why baby boomers are shit of the week. And I will be back next, back next week being like, oh, Andy, I saw all these baby boomers. <laughs> I was never paying attention It's the right before. season for it, too. <laughs> um, I don't have much more to say about Rocky. Uh, I mean, I have like funny. Like, I got the theme. side notes. There's uh, like, yeah, there's a few random scenes that are kind of funny. And have you ever like? Did you ever notice how it, how much the franchise seems to really like to torture Rocky? Not not just him getting like punched in the face or anything, because he's a boxer. That's yeah, he that's gets to be beat expected. up all the but time. Throughout the franchise, basically everyone around him that he loves dies. <laughs> every single fucking I don't even, person. It, does it? choose turtles die? Oh, yeah, probably they, they're turtles. They don't live long. I'm pretty sure oh, the he turtles said do they, live long, but anyway, they um, live longer than they should have lived. Yeah. That would have made sense for how long uh, his life was. So Mick dies because he gets bullied by Clubber Lang, aka <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. T. Mr. T. Trash, trash talks him to death. It's uh, it sounds better, way better than it is. It does. So that's yeah. the thing I want to talk because that sounds hilarious. It sounds awesome, but it's not near that awesome. Uh, in in by Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six, uh, somewhere between Rocky Five and Six, Adrian dies, his beloved wife. Uh, I haven't not seen it, but in by Creed, Polly's dead. Like oh, and in and in uh, Rocky Four, Apollo Creed has died. Like just everyone around him is dead. And well, yeah, Apollo Creed gets beaten up by the Russian, right? And yeah, Ivan, yeah, Ivan Drago yeah, kills, kills him. him. Yeah, we had a huge argument yeah, about, he about this. Yeah, him after the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it, it, was, it was shoddily edited. I mean, we revisited that scene. Anyway, yeah, yeah, anyways. But I just, so I find it funny, like, uh, in Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six, uh, it opens with him visiting the grave of Adrian. And I was reading just a little bit about uh, Creed, because I haven't seen the Creed one or two movies. But apparently, I think it opens with him visiting 
uh, Polly's grave, which is now right beside Adrian's grave. And I just thought, like, wouldn't it be great if now on from every every single Ram, uh, Rocky sequel just started with him <laughs> looking at an ever-increasing graveyard of everyone around him? It's like Polly's there now, Adrian, the turtles have a it's graveyard. Like, it's like that Spaceballs scene where, the, where the, the Empire ship just keeps yeah. going and going we'll and going. We'll be on, like, Rocky 30, and it'll just be an entire massive graveyard of everyone that he loves. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, <laughs> Uh, and he's Adrian. still taking it like a champ. <laughs> yeah, he, like, yeah, he puts some roses on each person's grave. He says some like weird, witty platitude yeah. uh, or whatever, which I know is an oxymoron. But uh, it's, just like, it's like the producers are so like desperate to keep him at the bottom. They're like, well, who can we kill next? <laughs> well, I guess we'll kill Polly. I will, he still have his turtles. We could kill those. And in the next movie, Rocky's life, around Rocky's life finally gets better because Polly's dead and he's actually <laughs> been the one causing all the misfortune yeah. in his life Pauly's forever. A weird fucker. Yeah, we should talk about Polly, I suppose. I thought I had nothing else, but Polly's a Good real Pauly's important guy to talk guy. about. Polly's a fascinating character. I don't understand his role in this franchise. He's exactly. Who? I understand his role in the first movie, of course. He's exactly who his name sounds like he is. Yeah, just Polly. What kind bag. of a guy do you imagine? Yeah, a douchebag is what you imagine when you imagine so, Polly. And a cool guy, but mostly It is bag. just all over with how the stories, the franchise treats him, like like where he belongs in Rocky's life. Like the first one it makes perfect sense. Rocky's a loser. Polly is a huge loser, like and and a, and a douchebag, a jerk or whatever. Uh like just just kind of piece of shit dude and, and it's all Rocky has for a friend uh, and then other times like they talk to him like he's like a real beloved member of the family but there's no arc there to justify it like Polly continually throughout the whole franchise is constantly being a huge piece of shit like yeah, just, yeah, he's never, like, he, he gets a better set of clothes at one point because he takes Rocky's money and, and then buys think, some oh, okay, clothes. Okay, maybe he did, he had a bit of a turning point uh, after Rocky's success. And, you know, he starts, start, he, he, he marries his sister, maybe, maybe turned around. But then he continues to do piece of shit stuff, and they continue to keep him around. <laughs> like, he's just constantly being a fucking asshole. It kind of is one of the redeeming qualities of this because it actually is hilarious. It the is, whole, the it whole is series. hilarious. Like, you, talked, you already talked about how Rocky won, like, uh, Rock, Rocky comes over to pick Adrian up for a date. Of course, Adrian lives with Polly, and, and then like Polly wants her out of the house, and, he's, and she's like, "No, I'm cooking this turkey," and he just grabs the turkey, like this turkey that she's been like she's, she's, she's been, been, very, been slaving over all day. Yeah, make a nice like make something. It was for an oddly tiny turkey, by the way. Like it was basically mm -hmm. a large chicken. It was yeah, not so. like a turkey. Like turkeys are hefty, man. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, she's, you know, trying to make a nice dinner for them. He just throws it out the window. He's like, get out of here. Just, like complete, uh, a, like verbally abusive piece of shit constantly. And it makes a lot of sense and it works in Rocky 1. Because Rocky 1, like, uh, Rocky moving on from having just a friendship with Polly to an actual full-fledged relationship with Adrian, you know, the same, same family, uh, it's very, it's, it's beautifully symbolic of Rocky moving on from being a loser and making something of himself. He's, you know, I'm going to ditch this loser, loser Polly guy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to pursue something with Adrian and Adrian, you can act as you make a comfortable life for himself, do something with his life. It's beautifully symbolic of that. But then they just keep Polly around. <laughs> like yeah. in number two, uh, when Adrian's pregnant, like, and, 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 she doesn't want Rocky to fight because, you know, fighting's not really good for you. 
So he just starts yelling at her, and she goes into like forced labor, and it results in her falling into a coma. (laughs) 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 He's just such a. And there's no like you expect the next scene to be Rocky walking in and punching Polly right in the mouth, but he doesn't. He keeps him around. He's like, my stepbrother. Let's both go together. And then, like, throughout, there's several times in the franchise that Polly gets super pissed at once Rocky gets more, continues to get more and more successful. Uh, Polly gets super pissed at him for, like, leaving him behind. And then, despite, like, despite the fact that Rocky on multiple occasions says, you know what, go ahead, take the Rocky name and, uh, Make some money out of it, you know. Make T-shirts or whatever, and, yeah, he, and just gives, Polly, he just gives Polly just, a pretty great gift that's in like huge. giving him rights like, to yeah, his very just famous. Monetize name. my name, go at it. I don't care. Yeah, Polly doesn't basically nothing. And Polly with it. several times like you're leaving me behind. And it's like, what the f- dude? He just gave you like he just gave you a fucking free meal ticket here. That's massive. It's your golden goose, boy. And then as we talked about, he just idiotically signs over, somehow signs over Rocky's <laughs> like an power of attorney or or some to crap. some accountant who then loses everything for Rocky. And they still keep this asshole around. It just, it, yeah. He's such a biz- bizarre character. That, like, I think he just became something of a, of a character in the first one, a known right. character. She's like, well, we gotta have Polly. We gotta get, because they, they, gotta, sell those, they gotta sell those Polly uh, do- <laughs> dolls action figures. <laughs> you gotta, you got your Italian stallion action Action figure and your Polly action figure. Hey, if this was uh, 2001, we could have a fighting game, a Rocky fighting nah. game, where uh, you get to play oh, as sure Polly in the ring against the Russian. Him in the franchise makes no sense at all. He makes perfect sense in the first one. Like I said, it's a transition. Rocky's moving on from his life, being a loser, hanging out with Polly. Polly's the first person you'd want to fucking drop as soon as you're oh, successful. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like, a complete. He's, he's, he's the exact proved, dead. He proves himself to be a continuous burden on Rocky. <laughs> so Muller, you spoke too soon. There Uh-oh. is a Rocky video game. <laughs> oh, is it for the PS2? And, yes, uh, it is. Is it released Look, the same year be, as the Fight Club PS2 video Mr. game? Mr. T, probably. Yeah. Well, honestly, it makes way more sense that there's a Rocky video game than, than, a, fight than a Fight Club, club video <laughs> game. It's like it actually sense. is about fighting. And there, there's of. a lot of fighter characters throughout the Rocky franchise. Sure, so. Yeah. so it just seems like... I mean, we talk about movie sequels being a problem, and it seems like the mistake that they all make is they fail to, like, what they need to do is they need to grab what the first movie is, uh-huh. distill it down to its basic themes. It's like, what's the basic message? And then make a new movie that either shows that message or improves upon that message in some way. Like, that's, like, but they seem to be completely unable to distill a movie down to the parts that made it work and then include those parts they just, as you go They along. just latched on to the going the distance thing so hard. Yeah, it's like and they, then they just like, well, let's just go the distance over and over and over. It's again. like the person who wrote the script for the sequel only looked at the marketing of the movie and, yeah, like, and what yeah, people exactly. liked about it yeah, and then yeah. wrote a new movie based on that and they didn't really watch it or analyze it or even know they what made it They just watched like a highlight video. The highlight the iconic reel. moments. He's beating, he's beating the, the, the bag of meat instead of or the, the big cow instead of a punching bag. He's running up the stairs. And he's going, Adrian, Adrian. Like, and that's <laughs> it. We'll just, okay, let's make, another, let's make that again. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, my thoughts on it are, and we've discussed this in a couple different variations in the past before, like if you don't have 
it, it's, it's very, it's not often that you have a good reason to make a sequel of a movie. Most of the time it's just, well, we made a lot of money on this one, yeah. so let's make another one. And that's often why the sequels are, are, are almost never as good. It's very rare that sequels are better, and most of the time they're bad. Most of the time they're bad. Very rare that they're better. But in my opinion, if you're going to do an uninspired sequel, we've talked about this thing, we talked about this with the Purge movies and whatever, it's like just... Just go full cheese with it. Yeah, I mean, the idea with the Rocky fighting communism awesome. and stuff. I was so excited for it, and it was a letdown. It was a real dull movie. Yeah, but you read about it, and you're like, yeah, Rocky's going to fight communism for America. <laughs> yeah, that's full cheese. But then it's just kind of dull. You're like, oh, this, is, this wasn't this wasn't. It fun was enough. super dull. Yeah, yeah. and like... I, I like I, I did like the scenes with Ivan Drago, the Russian fighter, where yeah, he's punching a computer. Yeah, every time he's training, he's always <laughs> got some advanced training, and yes. he's got like ten scientists around yeah, him with clipboards, like just writing. Down. I wanted more of that. <laughs> yeah, that's only that. like in grand total, like probably thirty-seven seconds of the whole movie, and it should have <laughs> yeah. been like ten minutes. Yes, like, <laughs> minimum. Uh, the franchise, it attempts to go cheese. Like, all of these things sound super cheesy. You got Mr. T, he's fighting communism. You got Tommy Gunn. Like, it's all so cheesy. Like, but it's, it, it never, like, he has a fucking robot butler yeah. at one point. Oh, yeah, that how, was did, awesome. how did they not go full cheese with that? It, it had just, no point either. No point. It was like a weird gag. That it's awesome. It's like a gag without a punchline. It must line. have got edited out. Something must have got edited out. So I don't know. It's like they. It's like yeah, they have the 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 base of going full cheese with these uninspired yeah. sequels. Ah, but it never quite hits home enough. It almost does with Rocky Four. It's real close. You look at that shot of like Ivan Drago after a, he like knocks Apollo Creed out and Apollo Creed's dead and he just looks over. If he dies, he dies. And it's like, that's great. I want to see more cheese moments like that. That dead look on his cold Yeah, he Russian doesn't even face. care. Like, doesn't give a fuck. More uh, moments like that. So Rocky Balboa. I mean, I'm not done you're with not, the you're not done sequels. Yet? Oh, my God. This is, I want, this formula, people need to know the formula of the inspired sequels. And Rocky hits all the, all the beats, but he doesn't, there's, there's a couple of key things he doesn't do. Okay, well, is, you keep talking. I'm going to go to the 7-Eleven and get some sustenance. <laughs> and- Rocky needs... <laughs> Fuck these stupid Creed movies. I haven't seen them, and I think they're supposed to actually be pretty good. I don't care about whatever Creed, Creed's son. Who gives a fuck? I want to see Rocky in space. I've parroted <laughs> this opinion about lots of other franchises before, skipping Rocky and I in the don't big city. care. God, Rocky's, Rocky's been in the big city Rocky's for, done a, for Rocky's done enough confused. of that. Rocky goes like, to the country. Yeah, Rocky goes to the country. That's basically what Rocky Four is, because he's she's like in some shed. Oh, yeah, know? he's like in some I yak, know. some yeah, yurt. Yeah, you know, he doesn't do that exactly, hut. but he does enough things to make up for not going to college or going to camp or going to the big city. <laughs> but... He doesn't do anything near going to space. And that's... that's I want to see it. There's an alien threat, and that... Uh, in order to stop it, they have to take... It's like a Ghostbusters scenario where you got to take down the champion or whatever, uh, and that they have some alien that he has to box on the yeah, moon or something. boxing on the moon. You wouldn't watch that? Fuck you. I'd You'd watch, watch the shit out of that movie. And then the other thing, you always end when, when a franchise is completely dead, out of ideas, you throw them over to Predator. Rocky versus Predator. <sighs> That's what I want to see. I mean, you could combine the two. Rocky has to go to space and have a boxing match with Predator. Yeah. That makes sense. Uninspired sequels. It's just need to. It's not that you shouldn't do uninspired sequels. It's that you should know how to have fun with them. 
Yeah, they tried. That's where I think the robot butler comes in. Is they were trying to go yeah, in that direction, but somebody must have pulled back and said, "That's so they, not what Rocky is." They're trying to. They're trying to do it when he was fighting communism. But they started. They they they. It starts out as like a fun thing, like, "Oh, he'll have a robot butler. Oh, he'll fight communism." But then they start to take it too seriously again, and it's like, "Well, let's get to the training montage. Show Rocky's a serious guy, and he's ready to go the distance." Like, no, 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 no. I I want it to be like the government coming to be like. Look, Rocky. Yeah, we need this, you to win. Yeah. <laughs> someone bet all of uh, America, America, America's yeah, economy on, on against Ivan Drago. America. You have to beat him. Like, oh, yeah, I just raised the stakes that, so yeah. high. Cheese all that. Of America. Just crank that cheese dial just, and, yeah. and break it and all snap it off and throw it away. The TV to watch. Uh, it. Yeah, they don't do it. They yeah. never. It, it just ends up kind of. Well, boring. there's always Rocky Eight or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. There's still time. He's not dead yet, so he can still go to the moon, fight Predator. That would be a fucking movie right there. Um, the only other thing I, I have to say about this movie is how great. Are you done on your goddamn phone now? You just <laughs> kicking your fucking. I'm just counting down the minutes to get out of here. My blood sugar's low. I'm gonna faint. Uh, I love the names in this movie. This whoever came names. up th- throughout the franchise right? comes. Whoever comes up with them all. I mean, maybe it's Sylvester Stallone, but he comes up with great names. Immediately, Rocky Balboa. It's a great name. Great yeah. name. Apollo Creed. Great. That's a yeah, fucking a badass name. Yeah. Clubber Lang. Not as good as Apollo Creed. Still pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Drago. There, there are good names. Even just his trainer Mick. That one doesn't sound great, but then when you see Mick and he's got that, uh, yeah, that he's smoke in his voice, <laughs> like he's like, yeah, that's Mick, all right. That is yeah, yeah, Mick yeah. right there. Tommy Gunn. What a lame character that was. Great fucking name. They though. made a barbershop over Tommy out of it. Gunn. <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a cool name. That's pretty much all I have on. So the, Rocky Balboa. Uh, Rocky is the, Six is the yeah is the remake ish next no, it's not sequel a another sequel whatever. Rocky's an old man. Hmm? <laughs> okay. I'm already laughing because of the premise of Rocky Balboa, which is that which he has, is, which he, is probably the best Rocky sequel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, of course it, it's it it's it's, it's a legitimately to, all right movie. I'd say it's pretty good. It's a solid six seven. out of six. I'd give it a 6. seven. 5. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's it's just kind of repeating the same themes. He's got to go the distance again. But, but he's 60 years old this yeah, time, and he has to fight man. like a young 30-year-old dude. It's absolutely ridiculous. You're going to have to explain the, the context of how fighting works because it's not obvious to a non-fighter like, or not someone who doesn't watch fighting well, so why basic, that's a problem. Basic premise of Rocky, he's older. He's got Rocky more experience. Six, he's like 60 years old. He just runs a restaurant named after his dead wife. I just mean no the context of being again. old in fighting. Like, sure, what sure, does sure, that mean? Sorry. So... Uh, there's some computer simulation thing that's showing like, like, oh, would Rocky in his prime be, be able, like who would win in a fight between Rocky and his prime and the new current champ? I don't remember. He didn't have as good a name. It was, I don't remember what it was. Steve. 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 <laughs> that one wasn't, it wasn't quite as good as Apollo Creed. <laughs> they tried though. Um, and then, so it, like it generates hype. There's all this talk in the boxing community. So Rocky's going to come out of retirement to fight just like some charity event to actually fight like the 30 year old in his prime it was so dumb champ. it's such a dumb i don't remember because, the end of that movie uh he goes the distance he loses the fight and goes it's the exact same as rocky one <laughs> only he's an old man it's the exact same fucking movie uh the whole thing that's ridiculous about it like even if you did take a 60 year old fighter rewind time take him in his prime and make him fight the prime of the current champ the current champ is going to be so much more advanced in technique because yeah. he's been learning, like they've been building upon the, like these fighting techniques for 30 years. Yeah. And, th- and that's just what this guy knows. And physical health. Like, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a whole other component. Yeah, but even like, ignore yeah. even ignoring that, like just the techniques would develop so much. Like I'm not I'm I'm not into boxing at all, and I'm only like a little bit. Like I, I enjoy watching UFC when they're good fights, and I've got yeah. to understand kind of the makings of it. But yeah, like when you have like these Michael Jordan types in sports, like people consider him like the best of all time. But if you took whoever is considered the best now, oh, yeah, he's way, way better. better than Michael yeah. Jordan was in prime. But Michael Jordan set the standard. Yeah. But if you were to pin them against each other in modern day, like the techniques have developed so, so much. Mm-hmm. And that's where these guys are starting. Like these guys are starting learning from this guy who set the standard. Mm-hmm. So what was, what was the peak for Michael Jordan or, or Rocky is now like that's where people are starting. Well, yeah, it's the same. It's all the progress that society has ever made in anything, right? architecture yeah. all of it like, like even in ufc like that gets that gets uh, exacerbated like like a five-year difference b- between like like the fighters coming up and the fighters like five years ago it's already like it evolves so fast well, yes ufc is so, also unique because it's a like a young yeah. so it is ridiculous that someone in their 60s could like even if you took them in their prime in their 30s could take on the champ and, and then so yeah when you talk about like someone in their health in the 60s like he's not gonna have like his muscles are deteriorated he's gonna have all these fucking joint problems and shit it's an absurd concept but they just wanted another reason to Rocky's going the distance again as an old man yeah that was that <laughs> like, was pandering to an audience for sure pandering to boomers <laughs> yeah <laughs> like big time <laughs> as much as Rocky 6 is, is a pretty good movie it's definitely like like boomer porn, basically. But I'm going like, yeah, I can go the distance. So we done then? We done? Uh, you're, you're just completely fucking. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty done. But there was a really great quote about dancing in Rocky Balboa where he asked that chick. He's like, Hey, when was the last time you went dancing? And that she's like, hup, 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 yeah. Hup. yeah, but I just I'm trying to remember the quote because it was so funny. Oh, I remember yeah, we were all killing ourselves over about it, dancing. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. uh I'll see if I'll see if I can find it, but uh, other than that, yeah. You I'm, just move your legs like this. Yeah, no, it was. That's 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 it. That's it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that's the end. You're, don't look to you're me for researching. Le- don't really? look to me for leadership on this <laughs> issue. Ending this one with a whimper here. Yeah. <laughs> is- Not with a bang. Well, thanks for being on the show, Richard. Uh, anytime, my pleasure. Muller, last words. No. <laughs> well, that's the story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There might just be Polly in your house. <laughs> <laughs>